No matter your age, you probably use social media to keep up with your kids, grandchildren, and friends. It can be a great tool. But as you know, just look at Twitter, it can be a dark and negative place as well. At the same time, there are opportunities to evangelize, right? Here to talk about practicing Catholics on social media is Mackenzie Hunter, a University of St. Thomas grad and Catholic blogger on Instagram, where you can find her at A Caffeinated Catholic. Welcome to Practicing Catholic, Mackenzie. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Now, I have to ask you to start out things. I am a coffee addict myself. So where did the where did the handle a caffeinated Catholic come from? Well, just that. I'm sipping my coffee right now. I am a coffee lover. Um, funny little story. I remember back a few years when I had the idea to start a blog before I actually ever did. I was like, I feel like bloggers drink coffee and I don't really drink coffee. So I don't know what to do then. Then the thought went to the wayside. And by the time I was ready to start a blog, I loved coffee. So it worked out for me. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Well, we can sip our coffee together then, right? So we, we'll have a, a caffeinated interview here with a caffeinated Catholic. Yeah, um, cheers. So, yeah, cheers indeed. And I have to ask you just, um, you know, I'm I'm obviously, uh, I've got a few, maybe more than a few years on you. But when, when I was around and blogs were talked about, this was something that people did. They typed up maybe a short like editorial piece or opinion piece mm-hmm. and then uh, and then posted it for people to read. But when we say blog these days on social media, that's not what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And it's actually been interesting to see how it's changed even since I've started because um, mm. I actually did start as a blog website. Um, but that's just not where people are these days. I was writing a blog and I wasn't even reading other people's blogs. Um, so it's really interesting how it's become more short form content. And so I still refer to it as a blog because I think, you know, social media is just like quick, pithy things. I kind of see that as an outlet for my blog. But um, I actually, yeah, have retired the blog website and now I'm just posting more long form content on social media. Okay. Very good. Well, what got you into it in the first place, Mackenzie? I mean, how did you decide this is something I want to do? Because this takes dedication. It's not just a whim thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I remember senior year of high school for me, which was 2017, kind of just feeling that like nudge to um, essentially what I call it is it's an overflow from my prayer. It was the thought that maybe these things that the Lord was speaking to me weren't just for me. And I started to think about what that might look like. And I considered the thought of a blog, but that was kind of a scary jump. Um, But then eventually in January 2018, I took the jump. I remember I was up late one night and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to post it. It's okay if nobody reads it. Um, And back then I was the Abundant Adventure. So I posted on my Abundant Adventure website um, and just kind of, yeah, posted it to my personal social media and was like, started this blog. Um, But then the following summer was... um, I had a little more free time and I was like, okay, I actually would like to do something with this. And I remember sitting down and like designing the website and that's when it became caffeinated Catholic. Um, and it really took off from there. Yeah. Very good. Well, give, give, uh, listeners an idea of what would they would find if they haven't been to your Instagram site yet, what would they find if they went there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I post a lot of content for be super honest. It's young women, you know, from college age to maybe in their thirties. Um, who are Catholic and maybe either looking for that community or um, just looking for more inspiration in their feeds, things that aren't going to bring them down, you know? Um, and so I post a lot of, a lot of lifestyle things to kind of remind you that like, I think it's always 
reassuring to see a familiar face that's Catholic. Like, oh, this girl's like me. We like the same things. We, And she also loves the Lord. So it's like, okay, maybe it's okay that I am too. So post about life in your 20s, um, kind of being confident to do things alone, to go to mass and, you know, kind of just lean into your relationship with the father um, without ever trying to make things too perfect because I've tried that before and it always just makes me choke when posting. It's like, oh, I don't have my thoughts established enough, but it really is more of a community. Um, and that's when things that I've seen change over the years from when I started in 2018 till now, I was just started by posting a blog and just like saying my words to the world. But being able to do it on social media kind of allows it to be a conversation, allows people to engage. Yeah. Um, huh. And yeah, in the recent years, probably past two or three years, it's become more of a community, which has been really beautiful and sharing of thoughts. And I'm more of an equal than, you know, someone to tell you exactly what to do with your life. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Right. And that's the sense having having checked out some of your posts. I, I mm-hmm. That's the sense I get as well. Now, I'm yeah. just curious. How long does the average post take you to put together? Because obviously this is much, well, for most of them anyway, at least the ones that I looked at, it looks like it's much more than just, uh, you know, holding a camera up and filming five seconds of video and then mm-hmm. putting it on. Yeah, there's post-production yeah. and it's a whole mm-hmm. production, <laughs> if you yeah. will, right? Always longer than I anticipate. Um, I started to okay. love the video platform because I'm able to do like voiceovers and kind of give a little more feels more personable and I can fit more in, but with that becomes more video editing and um, yeah, more concepting, like, you know, like I'm not doing a one sentence post. Um, So I would say it can take anywhere between like, a quick one would maybe take a half hour, the longer ones take a couple hours maybe. Um, Wow. Yeah. It's always, it's always a little more time than I anticipate, but (laughs) that's, I really love, Instagram stories for that reason too, because um, they can be posted in that moment. I think those actually even create better community. Um, You know, you put up a little question box and people can reply. Um, And I've started some really great conversations in my messages because of those too. So those are helpful Mm. when I don't always necessarily have, you know, I'm working full time, don't always have the capacity to like really create these hair production reels, but I can engage with people in the stories. So that's been really great. Well, and that gets into my next question, which is what kind of fruit have you seen it bear? I mean, what kind of responses mm-hmm. do you get? And, and uh, yeah, wh- is it mostly young women who are chatting with you or trying to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, let's let's build a community here? Let's what's your mm-hmm. do you have secrets on making it through the life of a young adult <laughs> woman, et cetera, et cetera? <laughs> yeah, it actually has been so beautiful. So I was um, invited to not sure if you're familiar with Focus Catholic puts on. Um, seek every January seek, and I yeah. was invited to that this past January and that was so beautiful because I really got to you know when you get behind a screen it starts to you forget like what is this from really working towards you know and you have people messaging you but and you're trying your best to put faces to the names but there I got to meet so many young women who knew me from Instagram and told me how much my posts have helped them and that was really that changed a lot for me of like there are people behind this and I got to engage with them and that's it was always meant to start community that can be taken offline. I never want that to be your sole community. Um, and to just see how that's taken off has been really beautiful. Cause like I said, when I started, it was just kind of me typing words onto a website. It wasn't starting any sort of community. Um, but yeah, I get messages from girls all around the world who a lot of them just don't have that community and they need help finding it. Um, They'll ask how I've made Catholic friends as a young adult moving to a new city. Um, 
they ask, you know, how to bring up to the, how to find Catholic friends. I have a lot of friends, but none of them are Catholic. Where have you found your friends? Um, I am thinking about becoming Catholic, but I'm struggling with this one teaching and they might not have that Catholic person to go to in their day-to-day life. So they come to me and it's a really weird feeling of, oh, I don't necessarily have all the answers, but like, that's that sense of community that they're craving that they don't currently have. And a lot of times the, the conversation flips to hoping to where can they find that actual community in their day-to-day life? Because I don't want that to solely live on my page, but um, I think it's a really good starting point. I think you got to meet people where they are. We're speaking with Mackenzie Hunter, University of St. Thomas grad and Catholic blogger on Instagram. You can find her at a caffeinated Catholic. And uh, we're, we're, well, to shift, I guess, Mackenzie to the, to a little bit more philosophical level here, just wondering if you can give some some of your own thoughts about should all Catholics be on social media? Is it for some and not for others? Uh, and if so, why? Why should Catholics be on social media? Yeah, absolutely. This is actually a question I feel like I get a lot because people have had bad experiences with social media. But I think social media itself is neutral. I think it can be used for good or it can be used for evil. Um, and I think it's essential to kind of bring that Catholic content to these platforms. Um, there are hundreds of millions of people who are using social media that have this opportunity to be exposed to things that are true and good and beautiful. Um, and what can start out an account, an encounter on the phone, um, could turn into this encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist and so many more things. So I think there are a lot of neutral things on social media, you know, that silly content that if not in, not consumed in excess, you know, not a sin or anything. Um, But then there is a lot of, you know, there can be a lot of evil on social media. So I think it's our responsibility as Catholics to still show up in those spaces. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean everyone. I think that's kind of a discernment process with each person in the Lord. um, Because some people are better off without any social media, you know, Um, that's kind of what the Lord is calling them to. But um, I think if anyone is feeling that nudge to be a Catholic voice on social media, they shouldn't muffle that. One of my favorite Bible verses is Matthew 10, 27. And it's what I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light and what you hear whispered, proclaim upon the housetops. And that's just what I've always felt the Lord calling me to is to share certain things that I hear whispered to the people on social media. So yeah, very good. Well, okay. All right. I like the I like the arguments, and I think many of our listeners are involved in social media in one way or another, so they can check you out again at A Caffeinated Catholic on Instagram. And I, one question that I, has always intrigued me specifically about those people like yourself who are, I mean, they're working hard at maintaining a regular presence on social media and getting a particular message out is, what happens when you get burnt out? Because I'm I am not like you. I don't work really hard at getting social media. But mm-hmm. what do you get burnt out with social media? And what do you do to kind of stave off that that temptation to just quit? Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. And a lot of times, I think it's a matter of just taking a step back. I think that it's a healthy break can do wonders. And I feel like a lot of times when I am feeling burnt out, it's kind of on my end of, you know, maybe excessive scrolling or excessive consumption of other people's content and not hearing the Lord's word enough. Um, But there have been times where for my own mental health, I've taken a step back for a month or two. And um, I think the thing that I 
I'm I'm have I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be able to step away. It's not my full time job. Um, it really is just like a passion project I'm working on. So if I feel like I do not have content to produce, I will just take a step back and you know regenerate and then come back when I'm ready. Um, okay. But I think with that, I also have to be able to discern what is actual burnout and what is just me feeling like my ideas aren't good enough. Um, and that's where I kind of had to have a reset last year of, I am not leading these people. The Lord is, I'm walking with these people. Um, so I think I conv- convinced myself I'm burnt out when really it's just, I don't have any new great ideas to share with the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Finally, uh, I'd just like to know, Mackenzie, if you have any uh, specific suggestions for somebody who might want to do what you do or do something similar to what you do, mm-hmm. if they want to get involved with the usage of social media as an evangelistic tool, any tips that you mm-hmm. have for somebody who's just kind of starting out in that realm? Mm-hmm. First, just take the jump. Sometimes I think people need to hear that is you don't have to have it all figured out beforehand. Um, you can just start posting. And as long as you are being prayerful about it, you know, the Lord will bring to you who he wants to come to you. Um, but I think also just making sure you are being prayerful about it. Um, there are two sides of that, either just leading with opinions that are just your own and, um, kind of claiming them to be the Lord's word sort of a thing, or um, just not, sorry, lost my turn of thought there, <laughs> um, <laughs> claiming that they are your own, or um, just sharing, oversharing your prayer. You don't need to share everything that comes up in your prayer. You can, it's kind of a discernment process between you and the Lord, and um, what you see he is asking you to share with the masses. So, I think that's very looks a lot like your standard discernment process with anything else. Um, but just making sure that, you know, it's risky to be claiming a title of Catholic and then putting your words out into the world. You know, you want to be prayerful about the whole process. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mackenzie, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. We're grateful for the presence that you do have on social media and helping especially young women understand a little bit more about living the young woman life um, and and specifically to do so with a Catholic eye to it. Thank you for your ministry mm-hmm. and for your, for your evangelistic outreach and your presence on social media. But also thank you, of course, for being on Practicing Catholic as well. God bless you, Mackenzie. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. God bless you. You can find Mackenzie on Instagram at a caffeinated Catholic.